I was in Kenya because I was working as a human rights attorney with the International Justice Mission. Their primary work is um, trying to get innocent men and women out of prison and representing young girls who have been attacked and molested. And um, I knew before I left I wanted to do stand-up comedy when I got there. And so I thought I'd give myself like six months to kind of learn culture a little bit, <laughs> enough to write some jokes. Through different circumstances, a Kenyan attorney I knew worked for Churchill Live, which is the Kenyan version of The Tonight Show. And so she got in touch with me and she was like, you have to audition for the show. Through that, she put me in touch with a comedian who was going to go over my act and help me get material together. He said, send me some material. So I sent him like an hour. And I, knew, I mean, I knew most of it wouldn't work, but I thought maybe he could listen to it. We meet the next week and we sit down. And the first thing he says, so do you have any more jokes? I'm like, oh, geez, <laughs> you know, nothing, nothing at all. And he's really polite, but he basically says, no, nothing at all. But I, then I was just curious, like, let's, can we go through some of these jokes and like talk about why these jokes didn't work? And some of them were for very practical reasons. Like I have a joke. I talk about the first guy to eat a pineapple, but the punchline involves a pine cone. And he was like, what's a pine cone? And I had never even thought that my jokes were like geographically restrictive. And then some of them were, were culturally just different because I have a joke about how I think it's sad if you get to the point where you have to set your clock forward to trick yourself into being on time. And um, that's just culturally not a priority at all, being on time, right? There's, you've heard of African time and that's a real thing. And you know, so I'm like, uh, how do you say like, Unasema J, I'm on time. And he says, he kind of thinks, and he says, si jachalewa, which means I am not late yet. So you can understand how that joke doesn't work. And then some of the jokes didn't work for kind of like, like grave reasons, like that I wasn't thinking. I have a joke about bananas going bad too quickly. And he basically said, I don't think you should tell that joke because people won't find it funny to hear a Mzungu, a white person talking about throwing away food. Mm. And I was like, oh, jeez. This was like his favorite joke of his. In American movies, they have real looking guns and real looking bullets and when they die, it's real looking. In Kenya, in the movies, they have fake looking guns and fake looking bullets, and they die fake looking. That's, that's the joke. At that point, I was like, oh, geez, you know, this is, we, we're on two different continents, literally and, and metaphorically. So I'm starting to think of like comedy is, and of course it is, but it's so ingrained in culture. It's wars, it's legends, it's tribes, it's religion, it's landmarks, and it's thousands of years old. And Kenya and America have taken totally different trajectories. And so here I am, and I'm reworking an act. And basically my writing process goes like this. I write a new joke. It has something to do with me being a white person in Kenya. And if it makes me laugh, I throw it out. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. It'll never work. This was just jokes I didn't get. And so I write about 15 minutes of material. And he chooses five. And then he says, this is really good. And I'm like, I'll take your word for it. I auditioned for Churchill Live. Did five minutes. They loved it. This is great. We're going to do it. And so we move forward. I show up at 2 p.m. on the day of the show. And I'm about to perform for about five to 10 million Africans. And presumably, the only thing we have in common is that we're all human beings and that we all think it's a pretty bad idea for me to be there. And so I'm backstage sitting next to a member of the Kenyan parliament with um, the musical guest, and his name's Emmanuel Jal. We're having a pretty normal conversation. He's a really cool guy. Um, but he goes out on stage, 
And that's when I realized that he is a former Sudanese war child who's now a hip hop star. Well, Emmanuel Jal is kind of world famous. He performed at like Nelson Mandela's 90th birthday party. His last music video has like cameos by George Clooney, Richard Branson, Alicia Keys, uh, Jimmy Carter. And I'd just been talking to him backstage for like 30 minutes, so all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I say? I hope I didn't complain about anything. Like, oh, this Coke's flat, something like that. You know, and then he goes out and he, he sings this song about Emma McCune. It's called Emma, it's a beautiful song, but it's about this woman who rescued him from war tour Sudan. It's beautiful, it's very powerful. Basically, the last line of the song is, uh, if it wasn't for Emma, I would be a corpse on the African plane. And so his song wraps up, and he comes backstage, and he says, they hated it, it's brutal out there. And I'm like, oh, jeez. <laughs> like, if he, he's bothered, what am I gonna do? All the other comedians went out and did like a two minute dance routine before they said a single word. Of course, I'm not about to do that. No, I'm just terrified. But by that time, you know, they'd given me a really nice introduction. Today, we'd like to step it up a bit harder. The guy who I'm about to introduce is actually one of the best comedians on the comedy circuit in America. With Churchill Live today, John Romsey! <laughs> The fog machine had started and they called my name, so I walked out on stage. I'm not from Kenya. Nime toka America, lakini nime ka Kenya kwa moda wa wakamoja. And imagine, sometimes I miss my friends and my brothers in America. And when I miss my friends and my brothers, I go to the Maasai market. And when I leave the Maasai market, I no longer miss my friends and my brothers. Because at the Maasai market, everyone calls me, Rafiki, 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 Ndugu, Ndugu, Ndugu. Which means friend and brother. I have all kinds of friends and brothers at the Maasai market. Asante sana, asante sana. And of course, I hope I get a son in Kenya. Because if I get a son in Kenya, he can grow up to be president of America. Absolutely loved it. They, they, yeah, they absolutely loved it. There was a big party afterwards and everyone was so nice to me uh, and tell me I was legitimately funny and saying not, not, not just for a white person, you know, but just you were a good comedian. And so the guy who helped me with all that, I was like, you know, Alfie, thanks so much. This airs for like 10 million people, 5 million in Kenya. I was like, well, I'd be recognized tomorrow. He was like, oh no, no, no one will recognize you because all white people look alike. He goes, even me, the second time we met, I had hoped that you would be the only white person at the restaurant. <laughs> By the end of that process, I was really proud of just, just all that I'd learned. Hopefully one day I'll be on a late night talk show in America, but I won't be as proud of that performance, I don't think, as I am of Churchill Live. Now, John has a website where you can see more of his work. And please, do yourself a favor and check out John's full performance on Churchill Live. 
It's on our website, snapjudgment.org. That story was produced by Stephanie Fu. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.